welcome again. Welcome back to Connect and Convert, insider strategies for small business owners for great sales success. You know, our motto is, it's not what you know, it's what you do. It's not what you know, it's what you do. Happy New Year to everybody. This is our first uh, new podcast of the new year. I'm happy to introduce myself, Dennis Collins, and my cohort, Hi. Leah Bumphrey. Hi, Leah. Hi. Happy New Year, Dennis. 2024, Happy it's here. Happy New Year. Hooray. Let's do yes, it. Let's make it the absolutely. greatest. Let's make it the greatest personal and professional year for families and friends and our business associates and our clients. Connect and convert. We're here to help. We're here to help do that. Anything is possible when you got that blank sheet of paper that is the new year, new period, any new period of time. But there's something about a year that makes everything seem possible. Isn't that a great thought? A new blank sheet of paper. I like how you phrase that. Yeah. We can write anything we want on it, can't we? Oh, absolutely. I always think of when you're painting a picture, and I don't know if you've, we've talked a little bit of painting here and there, but you make that big wash of, the, you know, the, the base colors, and then you start adding in the details. And right now, we're just Ooh. taking that beautiful color. Okay, here's the wash. This is the sky. Here's the ground. Oh, there's a little bit of water over there. But now, then we get to add in all the fun parts. So do you know who Bob Ross is? Well, he's the, the painter with the great hair. Yeah. yeah better better than mine right now. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's deceased, unfortunately. He's no longer with us. But have you watched that? Sh you, what you just said kind of describes how Bob Ross does a painting. Let's yep. put a little tree over here. How about, oh, we need some rocks over here. And we need a little grass over here. Mm -hmm. I like the way you said that. Maybe maybe we should do painting with Leah. I don't know. Hey, that's, that's not a bad idea. You know, when you think of him or anybody who does painting, you just can't be afraid to add that little something, the little line that becomes the tree or the little silhouette right. that becomes, you can't be afraid of messing up what's already there. Cause if you're afraid, then you end up with something that's not real. That is so well said. And, and he's never, you know, I watched that show and I said, Oh my God, don't put, don't make a mark there. Don't do that. Yeah. You're going to mess up the whole thing. No, it actually improves it. So that's my, how much you, I know this, about I love painting and I used to do lots of watercolor and lots of painting. My mom always wanted to, and she never had the opportunity. Very artistic, mm. never had the opportunity. So one day I finally pulled out all my paint stuff and said, mom, you're going to paint something, but I'm going to just uh -huh. show you techniques. I'm just going to show you that, that this is how you do this. And this is a wash and this isn't this, but do not expect to make anything that's going to look like anything. And so like all, all good mom, oh, sure, sure. So she discounted everything I said. Painted the most beautiful <laughs> painting once she knew, kind of, she, you know, she listened to get kind of the standard of how. And, and this painting of a bowl of fruit was like someone who had painted for years and years and years because she wasn't afraid of it. Finally, she was doing it and she just went, yeah, 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 whatever, and did it. It's like the year. And, and you know what they say, Leah, as, as we age, uh, activities like that actually help the brain stay young. When you do creative things, artful things, even though, like you said, she's never done this in her whole history. And now in yep. her older age, she does this. That is amazingly good for the brain, which is a whole topic for another podcast. But <laughs> I'm writing today, that one down. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I forget to write it down. But let's today. 
I thought we would share with our viewers and listeners some tips for 2024. You know, like you said, it's a time to reflect, time to look back, but more importantly, a time to look forward. Like, what can mm -hmm. we do different in 2024? If we decide to just stay in our status quo zone, okay, and yep. do nothing different, uh, don't be too surprised on 12-31-24 that you got the same or worse results than you had in 23. Okay? Yep, that's Sorry, right. that's just the way that's it works. Right. So, let me, let's share a couple things. Do you mind if I start today? I'll start off. Oh, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll throw one out and then I'd like to hear one from you and we can have a, a talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anybody who's listened to this podcast or anybody who knows me over the years knows I have several pet peeves. Okay. I have Not several. You. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have several things that I repeat over and over again. And that is ask more questions. Ask more questions. Now, as a social style driver expressive, or actually it's an expressive driver, okay? Mm -hmm. My social style is to not ask questions. The, the, the analytical and um, amiable styles are much better at asking questions than I am. So as a young dude, salesperson, sales manager, I had to force myself to learn how to ask questions. And to this day, Leah, I'm still challenging myself to ask more questions. Don't make a statement when a question can be asked. Mm -hmm. And so here is a mantra that I have created for myself, and I'm using it in all my workshops and all my seminars a three-tiered system that I'm trying to implant in my brain to help myself remember. A, A, A. Triple A, right? Okay. That's easy to remember, isn't it? Triple yeah. A. Okay. Number one, ask a great question. Ask a great open-ended question. That's the first A. Second A, actively listen. Not listen to respond but listen to understand. Listen to really understand what the other person is trying to say. Add the third A, ask again, ask a follow-up question. Why? Because that shows that you are listening, that shows that you're trying to gather relevant info, that you're trying to learn. It also helps build trust. So for 2024, I will propose to anyone who will listen to me, and even those who won't listen to me, Use the AAA, ask a great question, actively listen, base your follow-up question on something they gave you in the answer. Ask, actively listen, ask a follow-up. How about you? I I like that. And what I like about that is it's easy to remember. It's something that it's not multi-stepped because it, it, we can get really fancy in what we're trying to do and what we're trying to, to yeah, you do. know, in, in, make as a habit. Um, for me, I like, well, before I get to that, I, what I like about what you're saying is it also emphasizes something I firmly believe in, and that's being in student mode. When you're in student mode, it's about listening and, and taking in. You don't necessarily have to act on it. People go to school, 
people learn all kinds of stuff that they don't do anything with. It becomes up to the person who's learned it. But if you learn it, if, it, if, if you're asking, if you're thinking about it, then you at least have a reason as to why you're why you're doing it and why why you're pursuing a, a, an option or 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 an idea even. Um, I like taking time, especially this time of year. We're talked about the blank slate and and all things being possible, but looking at what I've managed to become consistent at. There are things that I feel really comfortable with, and there's things that I don't. And you and I've laughed a lot. Dennis, because technology is something that I am not, it's not that I'm not comfortable with it. I just, it's a tool and I don't really, I want to have someone like Boomer in the sidelines so he can tell me, no, put this button, do this. You bet. And, and, and I make no apologies for that, but I want to be comfortable enough to have a Boomer to ask. And if I don't, then not worry about fiddling around with it. And, you know, just having that recognition of, okay, that's something I'm not great at. And not feeling bad about it, not feeling stupid about it. Because as soon as you start feeling stupid about something, then you kind of, at least my tendency is to shy away from it and just, okay, I'm just not going to yeah. do it. I'm just not going to go there. Um, I think it makes a huge difference in life to be consistent. So if I spend a couple of minutes every day, something as simple as cleaning up my email or cleaning up all those thousands of photos that we take on our phones. And and being very consistent, doing it a little bit of a little bit at a time, then I get something huge accomplished in a month, as opposed to going, oh, if only I had six hours to do this. So this time of year, I like to make note of what are those things that right now I'm feeling pressured about that are mm. maybe worry is too much, but I'm just feeling like, man, I'm not on top of this. And how can I? And that's where you talk to people. Who are your your helpmates? It could be your spouse, could be your best friend. If you're, could be your manager or the people that you've hired to manage for you. How can they help you accomplish these things? And I'm I'm a huge fan of lists. I have the list of the ten mm -hmm. things that I wanted to do in 2023, and I highlighted the ones that I got done, and the ones that I kind of got done, and the ones that I just totally did not make the bed on, and are, are they're on the list for this year. But having a process for reviewing that so that, again, consistency, I'm able to mm. consistently go back, look at what I've done and what I'm not doing, what I'm avoiding. Wow, that's really, really cool. Could I ask a couple questions about that? Would you mind? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one uh, is more of a comment. The other is a question. How do you prioritize your to-dos? I've studied this for decades, many decades. Everybody seems to have their own system. And so I ask you, as a person who I value and treasure as far as getting things done, how do you prioritize what needs to be done? What's first? What's second? What's last? That's a tricky question because there's different aspects of our lives, right? So for me, I'm a wife and a mom. Even though my kids are all yeah. grown up, I'm still a mom. I am someone who works outside the home. I have a career path. I have my own personal things that I love doing, which includes talking with you and, and writing about this wonder of business and, and, and possibilities. And then there is the, um, um, personal side of it, the, the, the Leah stuff that, which includes everything from, uh, uh, extended family to health. So I think you have to have a clear idea of doing something in each of those spheres 
And so I, I, I like making this. My, my husband laughs at me because if I turn this around and showed you my bookshelf, I've got journals, different color ones. And this one is for, for keeping track of, of this. And this is for keeping track of that. And I, and we see this kind of thing with our kids. I have one of my sons and he, man, he has some of the greatest notebooks with quotes that he loves. And then he has other with books that he wants to read. But unless you keep track of stuff, you don't know where you are. And so the things that are really important to me, if I don't have them written on a calendar, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look in April and I'm going to go, oh man, that was really something I wanted to accomplish. And I didn't, I forgot about it. I, I totally forgot about it. So I write stuff down. And it sounds to me like you categorize things in different buckets. Is that accurate? You have a bucket for personal life, a bucket for social life, a bucket for business life. You kind of have, Absolutely. is that what I, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think everybody has that because even, okay, let's, let's take this away from business for a minute, but personal, okay. There's our own health. There is our, uh, our family responsibilities that's around the house, keeping things going, making sure that, that, um, uh, you know, the, the car is clean and there's groceries in the fridge. Um, then there is, um, whatever is your personal responsibilities. I have a special needs brother that I take care of, and those become huge priorities to make sure that he's looked after and that we, you know, move forward with, with his needs. A lot of us have aging parents and also, um, it's not aging kids, but getting older kids and they need different things. They still need things. So yeah. it's not like magically yeah, they turn sure. 13 and they don't. So if you don't have a, clear idea of what's important to you to get done in those in those areas nothing nothing's going to happen if you don't write it down if you don't have a calendar if you at a glance can't go okay today i have to do this then you are not treating your employees right you're not treating the people that you're working for right your clients and then your family suffers and then if you're not filling your own teacup you suffer and then you're just mad at everybody else that needs you to be doing stuff for them. And that's never good. That And what happens first? People's personal lives fall. And that, if your personal life falls, then your business life is going to fall. And then why are we here? You know, then it becomes the big thing. So this year, yeah. what do you want to accomplish? If it's big stuff, if it's fun stuff, if it's important stuff, you need to know what that is. And then you have to break it down into smaller chunks. Because in the grand scheme of things, this year, Dennis, I'm going to write a great book. Okay, you know how many years I've been saying that? And I've written some great oh, yeah. ones. I, I I have great manuscript. But I get to a point, and why am I not pulling the trigger on on refining it, on sending it to someone like you to get edited and, and to give me their input, asking, as you said, asking those questions. Because we get to a point that we have to look at, do how, how many mm-hmm. times am I going to redo this and redo this and redo this? Mm-mm. Having wow. the same goal right. over the last last 10 years means you, it's not really a goal. It's just a wish. Yeah, a wish and a goal are two different things. All right, so I'm going to hold you accountable this year, okay? Uh-oh, now I'm scared. This is, this is a scary, <laughs> and this is, isn't this the scariest part of being vulnerable of and being is. honest? And also but, the most exciting. But it blends into my second thought about the new year. You, you. It was almost like you. We wrote this, and we didn't. We didn't plan this. No. Nope. Who Who is going to do what, and by when? Who is going to do what, and by mm-hmm. when? That means me hold myself accountable. Yep. It means hold people around me who want to be accountable. You know, obviously they need to want to 
achieve and be accountable, hold employees accountable, hold my family accountable, who yep. is going to do what by when? Uh, let's talk about the business aspect of that for one second. You know, I've interviewed over all these 100 and it's 154 years now that I've been doing this. Uh, <laughs> I've switched over, got another year. Uh, thousands of small business owners. There are a number of things that are a pattern. And I would say one of the biggest patterns that I've uncovered with small business owners is there is no clear responsibility or accountability for what the goals of the business, what the stated goals of the business are. It's not there, Leah. It's not <laughs> there. And it's in their brain. I mean, they're not stupid. These are smart people. They know what they want, but it's never properly communicated to the people who have to actually do the activity to get it done. I, Is, I Are you talking emissions? Go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm interrupting. Not you. a mission statement. No mission. Okay, good. Because I've never liked those. Good. I'm glad we agree. I don't with either. That. Uh, I, I don't. They're they're not worth the paper they're written on most of the time. But what I try to get to is agreements with people, whether they be in my family, they be in my workspace, whether they be colleagues of mine. I try to form an agreement rather than an expectation. And you know, Boomer, our erstwhile producer who is listening to all this, <laughs> he and I have had more talks than I can count about expectations versus agreements. That this world, Leah, is pretty much run on expectations. And most of those expectations are never clearly stated or fully understood. And then the boss says, well, Wait a minute, you're the sales manager. I expect you to know about sales. I expected you to bring in a 20% increase year over year. Well, that was never discussed. That's an expectation. What's an agreement? An agreement is where we sit down and say, Leah, as my sales manager, here's here are what here are the things that I believe that you should be doing. Here's what I will bring to the table for you. Here's what I need you to bring to the table. And here's what I need you to deliver. What are the deliverables at the end of the year, end of the quarter, however you measure it? And so, Leah, can we agree that by the end of 2024, we're going to accomplish these three things, A, B, and C? Okay. Okay. Let's let's make an agreement. And obviously, it's more complicated than that because I'd have to explain a little bit more. But rather than having those blurry, fuzzy, nondescript generalizations, expectations that are out there in the business world. Mm -hmm. So I choose to sit down and make at least a verbal, if not a written agreement. Does that make sense to you? So I'm going to get you, you're going to make an agreement to write your book. <laughs> and and Boomer and I are going to hold you respond. We're going to hold you accountable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now, but now you've given me. Now I have to take some pausing because I've got too many I want to write. So now you're putting a lot of pressure on me. So what do I do with that? Well, we, we choose one. You can only do one at a time. <laughs> there, and that's exactly it. Specific, right? You know what I really like about yeah. the, your use of the word agreement? It's actually not three A's you're talking about. It's four A's. That's that's there kind of go. interesting. Thank you. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Wow, there's I, my book. That's I was just going to say. And 
because it doesn't that make sense? It's the four A's, right? Ask, actively listen, ask a follow-up question, and make an agreement. Yeah. And that agreement can be, well, I mean, I think that that accountability agreement is, you know, me even telling you that I have aspirations to write a book is making me accountable to you. But there's also the personal accountability. Absolutely. And, you know, back to my favorite PhD, uh, uh, Robert Cialdini. Uh, yep. You know what he says? If you say something publicly, and you are saying it now publicly to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of listeners. All of our listeners. On, all there, of our many fans. Okay. You have just made a public commitment to do your first book of possibly many in 2024. Okay. You are right. And you've got two accountability partners on this podcast that are producer Paul and Dennis that are going to hold you to do it by a certain date. Okay. Now I'm only mildly terrified. But you see, that, ah. isn't that part of it? Isn't that part of knowing that you're on the right path by having that little feeling where you're going, oh, it's like applying for the job or going for the interview or all of these things that give us that little, Ugh, that's the zest of life. Uh, to me, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm friends with a person that uh, this woman is uh, 40 years old, and she is a triathlete. Okay. Do you yeah. know what that is? Triathlete? I do. Yeah. Run, running, biking, and swimming. And a triathlon for her is a total of 70 miles. 70 Wow. I think swimming is two miles, biking is like 50 miles, mm -hmm. and the rest of it's running, okay? And this woman, is she just got her MBA at 40 years of age. She, she wanted that. She has three or four other things that it puts her out there, okay? She wants to be out there. She speaks on mental health. She's had mental health issues, and uh, she's overcome them. And she now is an advocate, but she would have never spoken about it before. But now she has the courage and confidence to speak about it so other people don't have to suffer as long and as hard as she did. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She is my hero. I mean, she, she continues to put herself outside her comfort zone. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a good day for her if she stays in her comfort zone. Isn't that wonderful? That is. I, and to have that one, realization. And why do I bring that up? Because I use her as an inspiration. My God, if she can do all this, I'll, I'll never be a triathlete, but there are certain things that I have to challenge myself to do that I can do. And she gives me the inspiration to just do it. Don't sit around whining about it. Just do it. Well, so, I always find you need to have some quiet time to think about what's important to you. Think about really what it is that you want yes. to do, not what, what, what other people are asking you to do. And that includes the people that you work for or with or have working for you. And that includes your, right. your personal relationships. It can't, you, you need to know what it is that you really want to make an impact on. And if you sit down and yeah, and yeah, just power through a list, you, you make that list and, and pick an arbitrary number, pick 10 things or 20 things. And then you decide what is the single most powerful thing that if you accomplish that in the next month would have the domino effect in your life that you're looking for. And we all know it. We all know what it is. But if you quietly make that list and then you look and you go, you know what? If I 
could do this in the next month. If I pick this one and make make that impact, that will have a powerful effect. Well said, because uh, you're you're absolutely right. Have you ever heard of a guy named James Clear? C L E A R Clear. I don't think so. He's an uh, well-known author, speaker. Uh, he his book is a bestseller many times over called Atomic Habits. Atomic. Oh Habits. yes, okay. I'm bad okay. with names, that, but I do remember the that, name that, of the book. Yeah. Yep. That's James Clear. Yeah, he says he has the science behind what you just said. Oh. That if you need to make a change in your life, so you're sitting here at the beginning of a new year, say, I don't like the results I had in 2023, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to do something different, better. How do I do it? Yep. Do yourself a favor and go pick up Atomic Habits. I don't get anything for saying this. I'm not affiliated with James Clear. Nope, nope, nope. I don't get any kickback. I just like what he says, okay? I like how he says it. Pick up Atomic Habits. It speaks directly to what you just said. That's interesting. How, how do I change a bad habit? How do I, <laughs> excuse me, how do I create a new habit? And, you know, the old joke is, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Here you go. And that's what James Clear, he brings the science to it so that, you know, you know me, I always like to have scientific proof of everything that that I say, and James will give you that scientific proof, okay? And I always like to have that heart part of it, that that emotion yeah. that this is the why, and you can't have one without the other. Nope. You and can't. That's a, it, it's a balance. It's a blend. I totally yes. agree. Uh, the science and the, the emotion meet. Yep. And make beautiful things happen. One other comment on what you said. I am now also reading another book. I wish there were 48 hours in a day because uh, yeah. there's so much to read. But it's about asking for what you want. Okay? Yes. And it's just a simple book, but profound. And the whole theory of the book is just ask. Mm -hmm. Men, you know, us men are so bad at asking we i never really said are. it i never said i it. did no i'm saying it i <laughs> fess up i i admit it you know the, the, the old joke is asking for directions well, of course now with google maps and all these other things you know that's kind of the excuse i don't have to ask anymore i just ask google but uh in the old days you know i i wouldn't stop and ask for directions if my life depended on it who me no and that's just a simple example but yep this we'll do another podcast on just ask okay yeah no i we're would gonna, like we're, to we're gonna do one on, in fact i think we should do some book reviews on this podcast you know take some books that we like that you like that yep. i like and, yep. and, and talk about them so okay well we are probably out of time this is so much fun talking about okay we have time. one problem though i want something from you i've now publicly said i'm going to be uh, asking you to review one of my manuscripts before the end of the year to get a book I agree. going i agree i want i want your your ultimate goal here this is important my ultimate goal huh well i would love to see this little podcast that we do religiously once a week 
Yep. Ex- explode. I would love to see this with tons of comments, mm-hmm. tons of likes. I vision this at 123124 as being a major, major force in the world of podcasting. And boy, there's a million and some odd 700,000, uh, 1.7 million podcasts. I want our little podcast to be right up there, to be relevant, to be relevant, to be watched, to be referred to. uh, And it's it's up to us to make it such. I mean, it's in our hands. We just have to be smart enough. We just have to be smart enough to know how to do it. (laughs) Well, I think we are absolutely interesting and both very attractive. So why wouldn't it be? (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well said. <laughs> On Absolutely. that note, we should, we, we should probably close. Right? I think so. You know what? I can hear Paul. I can hear Boomer laughing uh, at us here. He's but, probably going nuts. Yeah. 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 But I mean, no different than when we're at Wizard Academy, right? It's it's the group of like-minded well, people and all, it, that's why we love it. I was telling Paul before we started, uh, I plan to attend multiple classes this year. Uh, now that you know COVID's over, uh, travel restrictions, blah blah blah. I yep. am booking trips to Austin, Texas. Why? Beautiful. Because every time I go to Wizard Academy in Austin, Texas, I come back a better person. Period. Yep. Uh, transformational is the word I use about Wizard Academy. Transformational. Uh, I know Lee and I, uh, Leah and I, uh, you and I, I should say, talked about the the pendulum class. Yes. Right? I'm going. Excellent. I will see you there. Yeah. I I was there when Roy unveiled the first pendulum. He, he, he did it to an academy class before he even wrote the book. And I was fascinated beyond description during that class. And I will be fascinated to a point that I can't even imagine hearing his report on what happened in the last X number of years. Well, wizardacademy.org. That's where people have to go to check out what's available. And there's tons of classes already listed for 2024. Pick one, come down. We'll see you there. Absolutely. Okay, kids, let's sign off of another edition of Connect and Convert, Insider Strategies for Small Business Owners, Sales Success. We'll see you next time. Stay tuned. You never know what we're going to do. Bye. See ya.